And I agree with what Chairman Powell said last week, that the number one threat is the strength, and that strength that we build is inflation. The strength that the fiat financial powers collectively built is price inflation indeed. This week, the government's underreported inflation figure came in at 8.3%, higher than expected for April, but slightly lower than the 8.5 year-over-year figure reported the month of March prior. Of course, one of the key lies in the Consumer Price Index, or CPI data wrangling, is in housing costs, which they consistently, consciously misconstrue using wild data input guesses, like owner's equivalent rent figures, instead of the true price rise in U.S. rent and housing prices year over year, which are closer to 20% than the supposed 5.1% figure they use to underreport and debase nearly one-third of their regularly reported CPI data. And we can currently see that average U.S. consumer budgets cannot keep up with the escalating prices of goods and services, as ballooning consumer debt levels are now reaching all-time highs of late, ramping credit card debts the largest telltale signal of late. Escalating price inflation globally and financial bubbles in nearly all major financial asset classes are merely the symptoms of blowing out the world's circulating fiat currency supply by over 20 trillion since 2020 started. Basically, one in five circulating fiat currency units the world over today came out of thin air existence in just the last two years. Here's just another data illustration reflecting how much price inflation U.S. consumers are suffering under. Consumer spending, according to Track the Recovery website, shows that U.S. consumer spending is now persistently in the mid-teen percentage higher than it was prior to 2020. Keynesian economists and their inaccurate price inflation forecasts Erroneous. keep proving basically whatever they say we can double or even triple their financial propaganda guesswork for greater accuracy on real price inflation ongoing. At least a few high net worth financial commentators were out this week telling the world to get used to stagflation, otherwise known as persistently high price inflation and low growth in the real economy. So unlike others, I do believe stagflation, unfortunately, is the baseline. We're going to see notably lower growth and we're going to see frustratingly high inflation for, the, for this year and into next year. When you say stagflation, just on the growth side of it, what does that mean? Is that basically an economy that's not growing? Is it about the level or is it about the rate of change? What's is, important there? It's two things, about the rate of change and stabilizing at a growth rate in the 1% to 2% range. And that's too low for this stage of where we are in, in the economy. So your baseline, 1% to 2 GDP, where's inflation at? So I think we, we get stuck, unfortunately, in the 5 to 6 handle. And what we're going to see is we're going to see the third round of inflationary pressure. Very few people paid attention to the PPI yesterday. That's an 11% print on the PPI, 11%. Do you think we've become desensitized to some of these numbers? What does that tell you that we did shrug that off? Is that good news? Has no, the market started to become more resilient? Or is that just complacency? I think it's complacency. I think we used to shrug off the CPI numbers. Now we focus in a big way on the CPI numbers. We haven't quite realized that the PPI numbers are a leading indicator of the CPI numbers. So we, we have got to focus on that as well. Hello there, on behalf of SDBullion.com, this is James Anderson with a quick SDBullion market update. Before we go further, please smash the like button so other sound money stackers can also see this content. 
And be sure to subscribe to our SD Bullion channel so you can get our latest market coverages and also a chance at winning incredible bullion giveaways like this one. When you love silver as much as me, it's really easy to get carried away. Sometimes I just can't keep my hands off of a good deal. So when SD Bullion told me that they wanted to give away some silver for free, I was happy to lend my hands, I mean voice, for the cause. Now how much silver are they giving away, you ask? Boom, yes, 500 brand new Silver Eagles will be going to one of you, and all you have to do is click the link down below and enter for your chance to win, and you could be the next lucky recipient of a phone call like this. Hi Paul, this is Dr. Tyler Wall, CEO of SB Bullion. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Well, I'm calling you to let you know that you won the SD Bullion giveaway of a monster box of Silver Eagles. Well, thank you so much. This really made my day. So click the link below and enter because the next big winner of 500 Silver Eagles could be you. Yep, okay, got it. Click the link below to enter our new 500 ounce American Silver Eagle coin type two giveaway contest. And good luck to all of you who take part. The savage sell-off in silver and gold derivative markets continued this week as both the U.S. stock and bond market bubbles continued letting air out. Traders around the world scrambled for fiat U.S. dollar liquidity. As the spot silver price closed the week's trading just over 21 an ounce, it briefly fell into the mid-20s per ounce earlier on today. In terms of silver spot price, we've not seen levels this low since late July 2020. The spot gold price briefly tiptoed below the psychological 1800 ounce level, closing the week at just over 1,010 per ounce. The gold-silver ratio finished the week at 86. The last month of sell-offs for gold and silver have been historically strong, but on the bright side, the sell-off has been a blessing for those looking to acquire positions at lower price points. For instance, for the last 52 years that the now fiat US dollar has been completely decoupled from gold price discipline, the gold-silver ratio has barely blown out to the high 80s level that it's at now. Only one in 10 months, roughly, throughout these last five decades has the 80 level been reached in the gold-silver ratio. The current spot gold price is now below its 200-day moving average, around 1,035 per ounce, which, when in a bullion bull market, is usually a good time to be acquiring longer-term gold and silver positions. The main driver for why this has been happening is the drive for liquidity and recent financial market volatility to the downside. While both the U.S. stock and bond markets have been having some of their worst performances to start a year, the Fiat Federal Reserve note, or Fiat U.S. dollar, has been gaining relative strength versus all other fiat currencies the world over. Then again, aside from the Fiat Russian ruble, which continues strengthening more than the Fiat U.S. dollar on a relative basis of late. Basically, we've lived through financial market calamities before, and it's almost always the same. Massive sell-offs and repositioning means massive short-term demand for the fiat U.S. dollar, relatively versus other fiat currencies outstanding. Using DXY, or the often cited U.S. dollar currency index, the U.S. dollar is now near 20-year high levels relative to the fiat euro, yen, pound, Canadian dollar, Swedish krona, and Swiss franc. Recall the original inverse pyramid, created by perhaps the last honest central bank Federal Reserve governor, John Exeter, who drew this in the late 1960s. In a liquidity crisis, a scramble for fiat Federal Reserve notes, or aka fiat U.S. dollars, 
is second to last. In the end, it becomes a scramble for gold bullion. To further highlight the point I made to you last week about gold values rising globally, outside of our green-colored fiat U.S. dollar glasses, we turn to longtime financial analyst Dave Rosenberg, who just interviewed on the Macro Voices podcast yesterday. Have a listen to what he said. Let's move on to precious metals, a subject near and dear to many of our listeners' hearts. And boy, not performing very well at all in this environment. In many ways, you know, we've got the inflation that everybody feared. It doesn't seem to be driving precious metals prices any higher. Well, again, this is a case of, uh, you know, beauty being in the eye of the beholder. Because I'll tell you right now, if I do you the chart of the yen price of gold, the sterling price of gold, and the euro price of gold, Oh, you'd be impressed. Uh, They're at near record highs. It's just been, so people look at gold and make their assumption that gold is doing poorly. But no, it's actually just, it's been a broadly based run up in the U.S. dollar. Because in these periods of rising rates, liquidity starts to become an issue. And there's nothing more liquid than the U.S. dollar. And so the U.S. dollar has gone up against everything. I mean, look what it's done against the Canadian dollar. The Canadian dollar is supposed to be a petrol currency. Uh, it's been slip sliding away. Uh, the Australian dollar, the U.S. dollar has gone up because of liquidity concerns. And um, gold looks like most other currencies, except for the fact that it's actually outperformed the three major currencies. I'll just tell you right now, year to date, year to date, if you're looking against the yen, sterling, uh, or the euro, gold is up more than 10%. And you know what's very interesting is that when I mention this to people, the first question back is, can you send me the charts? Sure, I'd love to. So uh, gold, I, I'm nervous about gold when it is a broadly based decline in all currencies. I get worried about gold. Uh, but this is a US dollar story. And it's a very overcrowded trade. So uh, gold has held in extremely well against all of the currencies, and I would say that at some point the Fed will cease and desist. To close this week, let's take another look at where the world's then circulating fiat currency supply was back in late 2011, nearly half of where it stands today. It was at a level of around $55 trillion in fiat U.S. dollar equivalent outstanding. If you remember back in August 2011, the gold price then cleared 1900 an ounce, which was a then record nominal price high at the time. And that was still nowhere near a bubble in terms of relative gold values, considering the financial history since we've gotten off the gold standard. At the time, the total world physical gold supply was valued near 10 trillion. So that's just shy of one fifth of the then circulating fiat currency supply outstanding covered. Today, the total world physical gold supply is valued near 12 trillion notionally relatively very cheap in comparison to having now nearly doubled the supply of unbacked fiat currency sloshing around the world's deteriorating financial markets. So basically the spot gold price has got to climb nearly 3,000 an ounce just to reach coverage ratios once touched back in August 2011. We've nearly doubled the world's fiat currency supply outstanding over the last decade and the spot price of gold has gone relatively nowhere yet. As the next major financial calamity inevitably comes about, expect the fiat financial powers to continue playing with our collective confidence in their fiat currency units, expanding and inflating away record debt levels and not delivering on unfunded promise piles in real terms, as they further buy and monetize this failing fiat financial system until it gets forced 
to fall apart and reset into something new. Gold stands to be the final bubble in mania as this all unfolds, and we have a long way to go still. That's all for this week's SD Bullion Market Update. As always, for you out there, take great care of yourselves, those you love. If you enjoyed this content, be sure to give our video a thumbs up. To keep getting bullion-related news and industry insights, be sure to subscribe to our channel. Finally, hit that alert button so you know when we publish fresh content.